Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. This is Jim Reamer. We are recording, what, episode 141, 142? I think I would get this figured out. 141 is our episode number, Tyler, or Kyler. <laughs> Off to yeah. a hot start. <laughs> Off to a great start, right? Off to a great start. We've, we Every now and then we have these moments. Uh, we, are, we are not the most prepared. This is not the most prepared podcast ahead of time other than what our topic is and just kind of spitball a little bit, but that's fine. It's better than being scripted. Kyler Staley joining us again. Kyler, pretty good weekend, wasn't it? It was a very good weekend. Yeah, the freshman showcase happened uh, yesterday. Um, I mean, that was just a good event, something I always look forward to. I know you look forward to it. Um, yeah. It's one of our bigger events in the state. I certainly enjoyed it. It's a great, it's a great way to get a get a good feel for who's out there. I think most of the top kids do it. Kid from Bishop Noel wasn't there. Uh, other than that, and again, I, I say other than that, everybody else was there. I don't know, right? None, none of us know. We won't. Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows just yet. And, and you know, because somebody may not have even, you know, that we didn't know about who's really darn good could have opted out or didn't even get an invite. You know, I don't, you know, like you guys, like, you know, Eric does and, Brandon or whoever sent the you know whoever sent the information out. I from my fall league, I do the same thing. I send stuff to school coaches, and and that's you know that's usually how a lot of that gets disseminated. So, uh, but it, it was a good event. It, it is every year. Uh, it was nice getting there and getting a chance to see everybody play. I, I said on the on uh, Jim Coyle's podcast or the radio that he does every day. I got a chance to watch everybody play at least one quarter of action and i would say most of the most of the camp i got to see play at least a half i i didn't watch any full games did you watch any full games yeah that's pretty much all i did was watch full games because uh we had that okay. issue where one of the courts got uh one of the rims was uh broken so they had to yeah. move it to a different court so which were if you know the fishers people that are listening if you know what the mm -hmm. fishers high school looks like there's there's basically three areas of gyms, so we were kind of split up, and I just went to the far, um, the far um, gym, and just kind of stood there, just stayed there and watched the game at a time. So yeah. really in depth focus on those guys. I will say that <laughs> it was. Um, I can't think of what I was going to say. It was, but it was a good camp. It was. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. Kind of jokingly, I well, I I guess that means I got my steps in then for the day because I was, I was back, <laughs> I was back and forth. I tried to get it. Tried to get it uh, set up to where I was watching two courts at once, but that was difficult because they had they did have to move that one court. So, yeah. It, um, but it's it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a it's not that big of a coverage. Not that long of a walk. So, but let's get our recruiting stuff quickly. There's not a whole lot of action this week. We had two basic events, unless we missed something. Uh, let's see. Marcus or Jermaine Coleman picked up uh, an offer from St. Thomas. Uh, St. Thomas, which is a Division One school in Minnesota, if I remember correctly. Let's uh, let's double check that. Don't want to get that wrong. Uh, it is definitely a Division One school in Minnesota. It is definitely not St. Thomas Aquinas, who has been uh, recruiting Indiana decently, a decent amount here lately, because Matt Bax is one of their assistants. But this is the Division One school in Minnesota. They offer Jermaine Coleman. 
six seven junior or senior six seven senior at Park Tudor, and then Marcus Ankney, six foot two inch point guard from Center Grove, committed to Indiana Wesleyan. I think that's a good pickup for them. Uh, he's um, he's having a good you know he is having a good career at Center Grove, and you know this will be uh, this will be their last hurrah down there as seniors. Same with obviously same with Coleman at Park Tudor. Any uh, any thoughts on either one of those? I mean, with Jermaine Coleman, you know, he was one of those guys where, like, you know, his recruiting was going to take off sooner than later. And I felt like lately it kind of has. Um, seems like he's getting a lot more offers. And then it was a kind of a slow kind of, you know, recruiting trail throughout the summer. But, I mean, that guy's really talented. His uh, his potential is, like, you know, through the roof. And um, he looked really good at the Kyle Guy camp a few weeks ago. And, I mean, basically all summer he's looked pretty good. Um, so, I mean, I expect more offers to come his way. Um, just just based on his potential that he has. Yeah, he's picked up three offers this this summer: Wright State, Valpo, and now St. Thomas. You know, in the Valpo offer, that's Missouri Valley, Wright State's, and the Horizon League. Those are solid mid-major conferences. He's, he had earlier offer earlier offers from Evansville, who now has a new coaching staff, IUPUI, Miami of Ohio, who now has a new coaching staff, and Akron. Um, since those Miami and Evansville have new staffs since they've offered. Um, I don't know where the, where those necessarily stand just yet. His dad's a listener, so I'm sure I'll get a text <laughs> in, in the next day or so. Uh, but uh, yeah, St. Thomas, and I know I don't know much about it, but I, I do like the right state Valpo offer. And I don't, I truly, truly ignorant on what St. Thomas uh, has to offer as far as uh, what their conference is. I'm sure. It's a relatively new division one school. I would think so. Yeah. I haven't heard much about them, but I'm a snob. I want to see kids stay in state and I want to see state schools be good. So it makes yes. that easy. Go to Valpo. No, I'm just kidding. You would. You would think <laughs> best, but... Well, I mean, it'd be a great, uh, it'd be a great pairing. You know, you get Zane Dottie there and everything. And, you know, Jermaine Coleman could bring that, uh, his, you know, his high athleticism to a Valpo team. Um, I think that's, that's, that'd be a pretty cool pairing to see. Yeah. His versatility on both ends of the floor are certainly compelling. And I, and I think at the at that mid major level, that higher mid major level, even he is um, he's definitely versatile. He's long enough that he can he can be a four, you know, offensively, defensively, um, and he is a potential rim protector, secondary rim protector, you know, as as just as long as he is. And and look, it's one of those things where if he can, once he gets to college and show that he can really guard threes, as he's been able to show at the high school level. Um, he is going to, you know, he's going to be an extremely versatile player on both ends, and his shot continues to improve. Um, his his fin- you know, his ability to finish in, in the paint. He's just, you know, and even if he misses, he's he's got length so much. He's freak so freakishly long. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure how O'Shea had a kid that tall. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I know, I know Bob's tall, but O'Shea was a guard of Arlington. You know, I don't, you know, he didn't expect O'Shea. I saw O'Shea. I started seeing O'Shea at Mason at gym at games a few years ago, trying to figure out which one was his. And it was a six, five kid. I was like, how the hell did you get a kid like that? Um, but, uh, you know, Jermaine's continued to progress and, and looks great. So, all right, man, let's get into this freshman camp. Who, um, you said you've already published some stuff, so you probably have some general thoughts 
a little bit more well-formed than mine. I, you know, mine is just more or less along the lines of trying to put together just a short group, you know, short list of lists, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, trying to get guys grouped together in tiers and see who I think's it just, I mean, just get a really good feel for it. I don't know how much you've produced on the, on the topic, but best player, Steven Reynolds. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. He looked really good when I watched him. Um, yeah, just, I mean, talented athlete and score. Uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot to not like about him, especially at this age yeah. um, right now. 6'4", shooting guard probably at South Bend, Washington. I would assume he'll get a lot of minutes this year. I Actually, I, I do know they plan on playing a couple of freshmen this year. Uh, it seems like I don't know how much you know how much either one of them will get. I'm assuming that Stephen will. I'm assuming Reynolds will get um, his fair share. Um, the other kid, I don't know. I don't know too much about just yet, but there was mention that the, they would have a couple of freshmen getting some varsity minutes this year. Um, second best to me, toss up. And you can certainly deviate from this. To me, it's a toss-up between these, – these are just performances at the camp. These aren't necessarily right. projecting forward what I think they're recruiting or what either one of us thinks they're recruiting, although I think we both think that Stephen Reynolds is going to project pretty high. Second Absolutely. best, uh, uh, Julian Smith and Justin Curry, one of those two guys. Yeah, have, I would say another uh, name in there. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't see the other guy that you just mentioned, um, but Julian Smith. I was very impressed with him. Um, yeah. You know, he's so shifty and he's so good with the ball. Um, can get got to the rim so easily. Just he he has a good feel at that point guard spot. Um, but it's just always like you know, I see a player like that, especially how young he is. Um, just to have that good of feel, and you know, to have you know where he can get to the rim. Um, and he can make plays with the ball. I will say his finishing probably needs to be a little bit better. But, I mean, at that age, like, you just got to find something yeah. that you got to improve on and stuff. But, I mean, he he got to the line a lot. Um, I watched him in the very first game. Um, it was just, you know, easily impressed with him uh, on that. Even though on our roster sheet, his name was wrong on there. So, kind of had to get corrected on that. But uh, he's on the same team, though. So, that was good. Yes. yes. He was on the but, team uh, he was no. supposed to be, but he took the wrong – the, the the he took the wrong jersey is what happened. Yeah, I mean that's how you're gonna get with these kind of camps. I think there was a few situations with that and stuff. So, but I mean he's good enough to know where we know him by name now. Um, and he's gonna be definitely a guy that you know he's gonna be in this class. He's probably gonna be in the top ten, uh, moving forward until you know if somebody else comes up and takes over his spot or whatever. But I mean he's he had a really good showing, and I'm I'm very impressed with him early on. He has varsity size for point guard. He's what about five eleven. Yeah, we probably won't get a whole lot bigger, though. I mean, and there's I, I would say the camp is split 50 50 on guys we think still have a way to go maturation wise and, and guys who are probably pretty close to what they're going to be, at least height wise. Obviously, all these kids are going to get stronger. All these kids are going to I would imagine most of these kids are going to improve athletically. Uh, but he is um, he definitely has varsity size now and they've got a tremendous freshman class at Mount Vernon. They've got uh Romani Wells, um, whose older brother just graduated this past season from Mount Vernon, and then the younger Ertle, 
who may be their starting football quarterback. Um, I don't know if he's their varsity starter or what, but but that was um, you know, that was um something that was mentioned as to why he wasn't there. But yeah, so I guess that's two guys that weren't there that probably will will figure in to the top players yeah. in the class conversation going forward. So the um um I gotta go I, Justin Curry, the kid from Noblesville, six three ish, right? Probably six three. Don't know what he's listed at on the sheet, but um I, I thought his shot making was really was really advanced. And you know, and you said Juju Julian Smith is Juju Smith is what he goes by. So Juju, yeah, I think most of these kids do have trouble finishing at this age. They they've got to get a little bit more body control, but the Curry kid wasn't one of them. Reynolds wasn't one of them. I thought Reynolds had a fabulous feel for how to, you know, various ways to finish in the paint. Uh, I liked Curry's game. He showed some athleticism. He definitely showed some shooting. And and he was up there in, in my mind. Yeah, I didn't see a whole lot from him. Uh, oh, that's right. That's the kid. You didn't say, how did you yeah. not see him? I don't know. I guess I just wasn't paying attention. Oh, no. <laughs> so, well, some of this um, is timing. I mean, some of this is timing. Yeah. I can tell you there's there's one kid I had that high that wasn't mentioned, like when, when Brandon Ramsey pub he tweeted something out list and 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 then there was one kid that he mentioned that he mentioned that I didn't have anything next to. And I know right. I saw him. Now I saw them late. I saw them late. I know the kid in question was there because I did I did look it up. Um, but I just didn't get the same vibe from it. And I'm not going to name the kid. I don't, there's, I don't want to out anybody as somebody that I didn't have an opinion. And, you know, part of it too, is he didn't do anything outstanding. He didn't do anything outstandingly bad either. Cause I, I got yeah. a couple of minuses on here too, but you know, those are, I mean, those are, yeah, pretty, I've got, those a... are pretty few. With, with all the people that I, well, the kids I saw, I mean, that was my point of like, you know, if I'm running an eval on these kids, I, I tried to go as basic as possible. And it, you know, for me, like, I want to look at that and like, I want to take it to the next time I see him, like, okay, what did this guy do at the freshman camp and everything? But I also want to throw in some stuff that the kids got to work on and stuff. And, you know, it's kind of for me as well. Like, if I put, he needs to improve his, I don't know, his finishing ability and stuff. And the next time I see him, I, I hope to like, I hope to see a little bit better finishing and stuff. I mean, that's just all these freshmen and everything. It's just good for all of us to just get a base of what, you know, we can all kind of see from the kid as of right now and then what to see moving forward. Yeah, my complicated system is one dot two dot three dot. Okay. That's 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 all it is right now is and the the twos and the threes, the guys getting two and three dots are guys that that definitely did memorable things and 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 then of course kids with with but then there's kids that you have one dot that did definitely did something that I, that I liked. I don't necessarily recall all of them, uh, but I do, you know, some of it could just as easily be skilled for his size, you know, and, and didn't really do anything, you know, super fantastic to stand out. And and that's, that's pretty common in a camp setting, but definitely wanted to make sure, you know, as we start compiling lists and, and deciding who we're going to go watch during the, especially the early part of the year, uh, try to see as many of these freshmen as possible. Uh, it's um, it's good to um, you know, it's just good to get a 
a deeper sense as to you know who we're supposed to be looking at and then the other kids who maybe develop you know who will develop later yeah you'll start seeing their names pop up as sophomores and junior on varsities at the varsity level and and that's when the deepest part of their um you know their evaluations will come into play but um a couple of other guys i had um yeah i got that one kid well Two other guys for sure, Blaylon Langley from Evansville Wrights, EJ Hazlitt from Franklin Central. Thought both those guys were. Um, I, I really liked Langley's motor. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, he was he was fantastic in that regard, and really adding these two guys to the list, you know, to any list, you you could easily start putting together that that's that's a pretty. I would say it's a pretty clean top five for me. Uh, yeah. There was a kid. There was a kid from Ohio. There were two kids from Ohio, which that was strange. But um, yeah, I was uh, I was curious about that myself. Um, yeah, from Columbus. The best I can tell, they're from Columbus, because Dublin is a um, Dublin is a uh, suburb of Columbus on the northwest side, and and they they both stood out. The one kid stood out. It was really good, but I was a little surprised they were here. Um, but yeah, I thought a Hazlitt and Langley would be good candidates to round out top five, just based on this camp alone, just, just based on what they did. I don't know where I think they stand recruiting wise. Um, and then there's probably a, another handful of guys too, but, but uh, did you get a chance? You got a chance to watch both those guys play. Um, Langley. I don't think I got to see Hazlitt all okay. that much, if at all, but I mean, Langley, I think honestly, in my opinion, I think he was, uh, the one that stood out to me the most out of everything. Yeah. I watched him the first game. He came in, his motor instantly just, you know, absorbed that game. Mm-hmm. Um, just He was just a beast on the glass. That's what I love to see. And it was on both ends, too. I mean, a bunch of second-chance opportunities. Um, I mean, he tried, to, he tried to stretch the floor a little bit, maybe made, you know, a couple of them a game. But, I mean, he's just not, not there yet. But, I mean, no. with more development. He's going to get there, but I mean, you can't teach his athletic ability. It's insane. And he's lanky and he honestly displays um, some guard skills in my opinion. So uh, he's definitely yeah, I a guy. Him, I see him as a wing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Um, and I don't know if he's done growing or not. Um, I wouldn't assume he is, but uh, it's uh, it's a, it's definitely a name that I'm, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on moving forward. Um, that's then- for sure. And then EJ Hazlitt, Franklin Central. Uh, those his dad played at Warren Central. His dad's very large. His dad was <laughs> six eight, six nine at Warren, and they had uh, they had a lot of tall guys at Warren during his time. Uh, Dominique Nicholson, whose son also was in this camp, making me feel very old. Uh, we're, we're getting into sons of players now. Uh, Dominique and, and EJ or and, and EJ's dad Ed were basically twin towers at Warren Central back in the day. Uh poor Dominique couldn't stay healthy. He had, had bad knees. Uh, but they were uh, both very talented in high school and uh, and now their kids are coming through at the same time, which is kind of neat. Uh Dominique's son Mar is also at Franklin Central. So both those guys are gonna get coached up by Coach Byers there at Franklin Central, but uh, you know, Hazlitt's probably the same thing. You look at him and he probably could use a little bit more motor off the ball. 
where Langley showed it, you know, Hazlitt was a, could be a little bit more active. I think Hazlitt's um, outside shot, like Langley, both be the area that they have to improve the most, if the, especially if they're going to be. It'll determine how impactful they are at the high school, at the you know, at the varsity level this year. I think both kids will get decent varsity minutes, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't. It, it's pretty typical. There, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a ton of shot making, you know, from distance in this camp. It's just because it's just a lot of, you know, unplanned catches, a lot of hesitation shooting. You know, there wasn't a lot of free flowing. You know, you could tell some of the kids that are gonna be really good shooters and that's not doesn't mean it's going to stop others from developing into really good shooters but you could definitely see the kids that um you could definitely see kids that were immediately ready to catch and shoot and, and had the acumen to do it but but i i really like dj's potential and, and again for you know the little little things you can nitpick on all these kids i thought you know those those he's among the top five or six guys that were at the camp you know yesterday yeah, I mean, I agree with that. You know, with a lot of this play that I, I kind of talked talking to a few refs that I was kind of posted up with against, like you know, a lot of times you're gonna see a lot of one on one ball in the mm-hmm. in this in this one. I mean, it's it's they still got that uh younger you know youth mindset of you know playing a lot of one on one. But as they get older and like they start going through like these more camps and more showcases and stuff, you know, there'll be a lot more ball movement in their class and everything but yeah i agree i mean there's a lot of guys that are ready to catch and shoot which i love to see i love them getting to their uh to their spots you know finding the open spaces to be ready to shoot and i mean eventually you know the more work that these kids put in they're gonna convert on a lot more of those i mean i i thought all along this was you know you, it's probably too soon to start comparing it to other classes i mean there there isn't any there's no harrelson there's no sicily in this group no there's no definite can't miss you know i mean reynolds is probably the closest to being you know to earning that high major tab but he you know this and a lot of that too is body i mean things you can't control although reynolds's father's i I got a chance to meet him briefly he's a good sized father so you look at steve you know you look at steven and think he's got a chance to go and or a chance to grow of course with him i think his sister is probably one of the best players on that on that side of the ball, from what I understand, yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, so obviously it's a you know, very well rounded basketball family. But the uh, any other kids just really stand out. Um, I, I mean, was a big the fan answer is yes. That. But which ones do you want? Yes. Which how far down the <laughs> list are we going to go? Because I, I think uh, I think it's worth uh, this guy's worth mentioning, Ethan Roseman of uh, Bishop Chattard. Um, yeah. He was a, uh, you know, he plays a lot like his brother a little bit. You know, they both have a really good feel when they have the ball in their hands. Real talented point guard. Um, he can score in bunches. Um, and I think uh, I think he's a guy that can come in and play some very big varsity minutes um, for Bishop this year. Um, he's the coach's son, so he's kind of got that. Uh, he's got that to him and everything. But his IQ was great, and I thought um, especially he was good about hitting the tough shots. Um, his pull up. 15 mid-range jumper was money when I watched him. Um, big fan of him, and I think he's going to be a guy that's just going to get better and better. We had we had two at least two sons of varsity coaches there. Uh, Roseman was one. His his father's the head coach at Chittard. And then Trey Shelsky, who, who was another guard that had a very good day. 
his his out of Park Heritage. His father is the head coach there. His father was also mm-hmm. really really good back in his day at Rockville. Uh, you know, Trey Trey was a kid who got whatever spot he wanted to get to, he could get. And you know, he is a kid that's he's going to have a big offensive year for Park Heritage as a freshman. They're going to be young. They're going to play two sophomores and and one freshman, if not more younger guys. Their sophomore class is probably. I thought their sophomore class was like three deep last year as freshmen on the varsity level. So I anticipate all those guys getting minutes and then Trey will also get minutes out there for them. I don't, you know, they'll be young. Um, and, you know, you can look for them to be back into the, the state picture here, uh, you know, probably if not next year, then the year after, as those guys start to become juniors and seniors, but uh, Dejon Hall uh, from Tenley. Really yeah. liked him. Yeah. Again, a, a kid that plays hard. He, he, I thought he forced himself into some situations, but again, you're going to get a lot of that at this camp. Um, you know, you're going to get a lot of that at, at any camp, not, not just this camp, but, but these are young guys playing in a camp setting. And he just, I thought he pushed, put himself in positions where he was dribbling into a lot of help. And that's, it's nothing that, you know, isn't going to get coached out of him a little bit. He's not going to be the primary go, you know, the primary score at Tenley this year. But he's definitely going to be a playable, playable piece for them, and and I know he played a lot for them in June, and they're they're looking for him to be productive, and you know if his outside shot can be reliable under pressure and and with with um, you know good you know, good defensive awareness, you know he's going to be he's going to have a chance, you know with um, he's going to have a chance to to be a, a good presence for them, maybe an, another shooter for them that um, will give um, guys like Jaden Pinkston extra space to get get in the paint and and finish plays. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Another guy that I wanted to throw out um, was Kaysen Dager from uh, Silver Creek. Um, I don't know if you got to see him or not, but uh, he was a knockdown lights out shooter. He's probably the best shooter that I saw um, that whole day. Um, He's got great size and length at at 6'1 right now. Um, on the wing, he, he just had a strong summer with Indiana Elite, from what I heard. But I mean, the confidence that this kid had to shoot the ball. I mean, he was always ready. He had his hands ready, and then he was hitting shots from the volleyball line. Um, he's he was knocked down. I mean, uh, there's not much more to say about him. But as far as shooting wise, uh, he stands out to me big time. I was going to ask you at some point who you thought the best shooter of the camp was. So that's good. I thought Mason Darrell from Crown Point would have been another kid that another candidate for best shooter at, at the camp. He was, he was shot the ball extremely well when I was watching. And that's a kid that, you know, caught it was in rhythm. Every, every catch he was in rhythm. And I thought he made good decisions. I thought he made excellent decisions. So that yeah, those two guys, um, good shooters. And then I'm trying to think anybody else that I saw that, that shot the ball extremely well. There wasn't a ton of that. Um, I will say Jamichael Fountain from Carmel. Um, yes. He guy. shot the ball very well. Yeah, he <laughs> shot the ball very well. From the perimeter? Um, yes. Well, the game, I, yes. the game I watched, he just got to the rim every time, and that's all he needed to do. Oh, really? I mean, Carmel's <laughs> – I was glad – Carmel had four kids there. I was glad that all four of them performed well. Um, they, I, I know their current sophomore group is other than, other than Kudo 
um, is, is, is a work in progress, but this, this freshman group behind him is going to pick up some slack. I think behind them as they get older. Uh, so there might be a year or so there might be a year after this year where Carmel's a little bit down, <laughs> which, you know, nobody will feel sorry for him. <laughs> the but, then, but then this freshman group and the, and the kids behind them will be, uh, will, will be another group of kids that will do a lot of winning. But yeah, I was, I was pleased to see, I was pleased to see that all four of those kids did well, just from a personal selfish standpoint. But, but yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed with Fountain. I was really impressed. I just didn't see him shoot the ball other than, I mean, I just saw him score, but everything was off penetration. And at that, he was, he was really tough. And I liked, I liked his physicality on defense too. Absolutely. And like going back to, uh, you know, his defensive game, he was talking on defense. I didn't see a whole lot of kids talking on defense and he was doing that. And that's the, you know, that old school stuff really sticks out to me. Um, Cause I've got kind of an old school mind when it comes to basketball, but uh I mean, yeah, he was great. I mean, the game that I watched, what stood out to me for his shooting is he had like, he was like, I forget who the kid was, but he was just trading threes back and forth with the kid to start the game off. Um, and he's he's got a lot of potential. I mean, really athletic and he plays hard, plays really hard. And he's going to be a good player these next couple of years. Yeah, him and Evan Harrell were the, the two kids whose ceiling I really like. And, and then Julian Vogt, Vogt played well. And then um, I got to get back up here and get this kid's name, Isaiah Boutros. Those are the four Carmel kids that uh, that that were at the camp, and all of them did well. And and I'm not sure. I'm not sure that entirely included all their their best guard. They've, there is one guard. There's there's two really good, two other really good guards. One of them transferred to Brebuff, or not transferred, but one of them enrolled in Brebuff, and the other one stayed at Carmel. I think the one that stayed at Carmel was Colner. He wasn't there, so because he's a foot, he's a football player who decided not to play or participate in his camp. So there'll be a year there where you might be able to get the caramel, <laughs> but then it'll it'll load back up. I guess call it a rebuild year. Reload. Reload. Okay. <laughs> a year of not winning sectionals left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. <laughs> kind of, guys are kind of like the New England Patriots, right? We'll just take a year reload and. Well, even even in the days when Carmel sucked, people hated them. So you know, that was never the case with the Patriots. So that's that's kind of one of those things where. My freshman year, we were one and twenty. And and Noblesville was the third ranked team in the state, and the entire gym still rooted for Noblesville in the sectional. So, it's kind of wow. one of those things where you're just better to be hated than forgotten, and that's that's kind of how. How we roll here, I guess, a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that, though. It's always yeah. nice being the villain. Hell yeah, I, I'd, I'd rather <laughs> yeah. In that setting, absolutely. Yeah. You know, as a as a person, no, but as a as a yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that my yeah my that team my the high school the varsity team my freshman year was wow it was, and the head coach that year left and took an assistance job at Kansas State. So once again, proving it's it's not what you know, it's who you know. My little sidebar, Carmel. There. I mean, anybody else? I mean, I look. I don't want to get too deep into the weeds here. I it's there's a lot of kids who perform well, but if we start naming one, we got you know we got to start naming like ten of them. Right. 
Um, I mean, Noah Smith kid. from playing Noah Smith from Plainfield, I think deserves acknowledgement. He 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 had a good stint, but that was the last game I watched. So I literally watched like eight minutes and went home. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I had to. I stayed for I think pretty much the last the last first half. Uh, there was like six games, so I stayed for the last half or the first half of that. But uh, another guy that kind of stood out to me. Um, from the first game, Hayden Johnson. I think he's from Northridge, if I can remember correctly. Um, he's a he's a real crafty finisher finisher around the rim. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's a shooting guard right now. Real long legs. Um, he can create off the dribble a little bit. I, th- I thought he had a really good performance, and uh, he's a guy that just kind of you know keep an eye on these next few years. I remember the name. I remember the name because I was sitting next to somebody who. Um, Kept thinking that Northridge was Norwell, and I kept no, no. <laughs> Northridge is near South Bend, not Fort Wayne. Yep, completely different places. So that's cool. Well, we rattled off about what twelve guys. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's, that's just... not bad. I mean, they're look, they're they're freshmen. These guys are going to have up and down years. The best of them are going to have up and down years. You know, again, I don't know that there's any Reynolds will be the closest one that that is a consistent varsity. Producer, I, you know, maybe Shelsky. Shelsky will be Reynolds and Shelsky will probably be the two kids who statistically make the most noise this year. Um, I know Langley's going to get. A, I know Julian Smith, Ramani Wells will get a lot of varsity minutes. Langley will get a lot of varsity minutes. Um, Ertle, who wasn't at camp, will get a lot of varsity minutes. Um. Hazlitt will get a lot of varsity minutes, but you know, again, I'm be- I'm betting, I'm betting like most of those guys will have up and down, you know, up and down games from a production standpoint. It's it's not going to be, I, I think, from a production standpoint, Reynolds and Shelsky will be the two that that stand out at least statistically. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Another thing I just noticed uh, with uh, Juju Smith, he already has two div- Division One offers from Jackson yep. State and IUPUI. So um, that shows you how talented he is already at that age. Yeah, I, I liked him. I, 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 I'm i with you on his headiness. He showed a great feel for the position. He showed a great feel for the game. He didn't, didn't get rushed. I like that about Reynolds, too. They didn't get rushed. Um, R- Reynolds had a great – change of pace euro in the paint that you just you don't always see on purpose <laughs> right <laughs> sometimes you see it on accident i remember jake cherry threw one out in atlanta and you're like what the hell was that he's like i don't know somebody <laughs> just ran on my way at the last minute and i didn't know what to do and i was like well it worked looked good keep doing it <laughs> do it again <laughs> do it again do it do it again Next time I'll run in, I'll run in front of you. If I got to, if I got to run in front of you to make that happen again, I'm in. <laughs> I saw a few of those, uh, Euro steps from uh cherry at the college God camp. I will say that he's, yeah, he's, he's good in space. He's, he's, he's much better in space than what you'd think. You know, that's why he, to me is we ran a lot more get action than ball screen action this year because it put him in a position to where he could keep it you know, where he could keep it and, and force his defender to make a decision. And he could definitely keep it. You know, when you do ball screen stuff, you don't get the ability, you don't get that two-way ability of the big man being a, a direct threat. 
You know, he's always, you know, at best, he's a secondary threat. You know, when you run get action, which is kind of a give and go, kind of a terminology name for give and go. When you run that action with a, with a big who can at least put the ball on the ground and make a good decision afterward, which that's, I mean, he was one of our best passers. And that's, that was one re- that was the main reason why we went, we went to it because he was one of our best passers and putting the ball in his hands, three point line or the elbow or wherever was, was a good idea. And then he showed he could put the ball on the floor and make good decisions off one bounce, including finishing, um, including finishing. And you just start to see his game blossom. Now he's just got to do it when he's healthy and not play in front of college coaches with two sprained ankles. So, (laughs) well, I think that's it. I mean, again, we can go deeper. There there were a lot of, there are a lot of good kids. Um, I got marks next to, Two thirds of them, so that's good. So that means at least a lot of those guys kind of stood out. Um, but um, you know, unless there was somebody else that really, really stood out for you, I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head. Um, of course, that could you know that could change. I'm I'm working on evals right now, so on those kids, so um, I, I could probably remember somebody. But as of right now, I can't really think of other guys other than the ones that we listed, which are all really all right. good players. Cool, man. What do you got coming up this week? Yeah, so right now I'm just kind of going team by team of the teams I saw. I think I have about seven of them, and I'm writing a basic eval on every single freshman um, on those teams, just kind of what I saw, just a little, you know, cliff notes. Um, Hoosier.com's got a lot of college football uh, going on, a lot of Indiana football previews going on with their first game this week. While I'm the lone guy working on the basketball content for them, continuing to preview uh, – basketball players, all the scholarship players and stuff. And I've got a good article about, you know, five questions that uh, Mike Woodson has to answer um, heading into year two for Indiana. So I'm excited to release that later this week. Um, yeah, just a lot of content right now. and Not a lot of weekend basketball at this point. So just kind of got to bust it out and be creative. I'm sure Coach Woodson will will alertly answer those questions for you directly. I'm sure he will. Well, yeah, the I'm thing sure is he's... I answer them. <laughs> you answered for him. Nice. I did. Nice. So <laughs> it's pretty easy. I mean, one of them was shooting. So, uh, well, that's, yeah, uh, that's been a that's five a, year, it's one. been a five year mission. The, yeah, the boldest, they're like, star, it's one. like Star Trek now. It's a five year mission to boldly go over no Hoosier has gone before. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this is so, <laughs> this so, is, no, Indi- we live in one. Indiana. We live in freaking Indiana, and and they don't have guys who can hit shots from the perimeter. Now, I think they'll have a little that's bit of amazing. a better situation this year, but the outside shooting of that team has been abysmal. And I don't. That's another topic for another day. But Kyler, people can get your stuff at uh, Indiana.rivals.com, correct? Yeah, or uh, simple is the Hoosier.com. The Hoosier.com. I didn't know if there yeah, was a redirect. Easy. Yeah, there. Yeah, you can either go to the Rivals page, find <laughs> uh, find it, or you can it's go still... to the Hoosier.com. It still shows up in my browser as the original bookmark. So I haven't, I haven't changed any of that. It's just a new branding. So I, but that's my yeah. bookmark. It's not uh, anything that impacts actual uh, how the web works. So, all right, cool, man. Well, next week we'll get back on our position by position breakdown. We did point guards last week. I think we were going to do shooting guards this week, but I forgot about the freshman camp. So we're going to delay that till next week. Until then guys, Kyler, thanks for coming on. And everybody else, thanks for listening. And uh, if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, please do. See you next week.